Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As Martin Luther could only say one time when he was asked, or when he was writing about the Reformation in a sermon of 1522, he had this to say. He said, I opposed indulgences and the papists, but never with force. I simply taught, preached, and wrote God's word. Otherwise, I did nothing. And while I slept or drank good Wittenberg beer with my friends, Philip and Amsdorf, the word so greatly weakened the papacy that no prince or emperor ever inflicted such loss upon it. I did nothing. The word did everything. See, for Martin Luther, Jesus' word did all the work. It was Jesus' word that changed him from fearfully and failingly trusting in his own merits, in his own works, and confessing then to say that God had saved him by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That salvation was pure gift, 200 proof grace. Christ justifies the ungodly. God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. That we might become in him the righteousness of God. So whether, was, whether Luther was translating the scriptures into German, or debating the real presence of Jesus in the Lord's Supper with Ulrich Zwingli, whether he was singing hymns with his family around the lute at home or writing a mighty fortress that we just sang, Luther understood that it was not his own reason or strength, it was not his merit or worthiness that caused the gospel to be rediscovered or preached or proclaimed and spread, and it was rather Jesus' word. It was Jesus' word that did all the work. The same is true for us here, the beautiful Savior, here in Milton, Washington, here in the year 2019. Jesus' word does all the work. In our lives as God's people, as stewards, as we care for what he gives us, as evangelists, as we share his good news with others, in our care and love and mercy for others in our life, in our neighbors, in our friends and families, Jesus' word does all the work. As we read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest his word, whether we sit in Bible class or at home, around devotions with family or by ourselves, whether we're helping in VBS or sitting in church hearing the word, Jesus' word is doing the work. Today, as God gathers us together on this Reformation Sunday, to hear his word, to receive him who comes to us in his word and supper, in all that we say and do, as God's people here in God's house, Jesus' word does the work. Jesus' word, of course, does this by first revealing our sinful condition. That's what he sends St. Paul to do, a little bit like a skilled physician with a scalpel to give us a deadly diagnosis of our sin in Romans 3. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands, none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have become together unprofitable. There is no one who does good. No, not one, Paul says. For by works of the law, no one will be justified. And after reading that part of Romans 3, none of us are left standing, are we? 
That's why Jesus says that everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. That Jesus' word does the work of showing like a mirror our sin, diagnosing our deadly condition. Or as St. Paul says later on in Romans 3, that the law comes to stop our mouths, to close us, to end all rebuttals and excuses and attempts to justify ourselves. All of that is cut away. Jesus' word must do the work. The same is true for our salvation by grace. The good and gracious work of setting us free, of releasing us from sin, that is what Jesus' word does too. That's what Jesus was trying to teach those Jews who had believed in him, as we heard in John 8. As Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, to be Jesus' disciple is to be joined and connected with his word. The word that is an event, the word that does what he promises, the word that gives exactly what we need to receive this word made flesh for us in his body and his blood. To live in Jesus' word daily to us that's given and washed over us in holy baptism. That daily dying and rising in repentance and receiving forgiveness. That word that comes to us this morning as it did in absolution that you are forgiven all your sin. For apart from God's word or cut off from God's word Our faith withers or dies like a branch disconnected from a tree. Lord, to whom shall we go, the disciples say. You have the words of eternal life. Imagine if we treated our daily habits, our daily eating habits, like we did perhaps sometimes we think of God's word. I just don't feel like eating today. I'm a little tired. I ate last week. I don't need to go and eat again this week. I'm just too busy to find time to eat this week. See, when it comes to food for the body, there is wisdom and moderation. It is possible to have too much of a good thing. But of course, that is not the case with God's word. It's not meant to be read or heard sparingly or in moderation. In fact, we cannot hear and receive God's word and his sacraments too much. No such thing as receiving God's forgiveness and his healing and his saving and grace and mercy too many times. You simply can't do that. So as our body would waste away without nutrition, or as a branch would wither or die apart from the vine, our faith too, if it is apart from God's word, withers and dies too. But then the other side of this is true as well, that where Jesus' word abides, in your baptism, in his body and blood for you here today, in the word that you hear this morning and throughout the week in your homes and lives where sins are forgiven and proclaimed freely for you. There Jesus is abiding in his word and doing his work for you still. There he is taking his word and continuing to make you his disciples, setting you free, releasing you from sin and death and evil. If you abide in my word, our Lord says, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus' word does all the work. And that's what Luther rediscovered in the Lutheran Reformation some 502 years ago. That Jesus' word does all the work. That even though all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, 
Jesus' word does the work of justifying us by his grace as gift in Christ Jesus. The same is true still today. Jesus' word does the work of calling us his children, washing and cleansing us in holy baptism, preparing us for the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Jesus' word does the work of giving us that gift of faith by his word and water and Holy Spirit, that gift that's given by grace alone, in Christ alone, in the scriptures alone. Jesus' word does the work of setting us free in absolution, forgiving us all our sins in that same name that we are baptized into, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus' word continues to do the work of feeding and nourishing, saving us, giving us his healing body and blood, that glorious word of promise that is found yet in simple bread and wine with Jesus' word given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. Jesus' word also does the work of turning our sinful, inward-focused hearts outward to our neighbors, to our brothers and sisters in Christ, to those in need, that we share that love that Christ has given us. Yes, Jesus' word does all the work today on Reformation Sunday and every day. And so a blessed Sunday of Reformation to each of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.